They're taking Cherubin Pot strewn strategically along the daily. Shadow Boys are tying Paternosters in preparation for the fray. Tinnies are being towed to target on the Arnhem Highway. Over in Gove, they're rigging up teasers for the big boys. There's an air of anxious optimism at harbourside boat ramps as launch time moves. And in the front bar of the top end pub. So it's prime runoff, Daly River Creek mouth, beautiful colour coming out. And as you do, I set up seven rods with live bait, full spider web covering the whole creek mouth. I don't understand why everyone else was shouting at me. Uh oh. Smith. What's going on? Jesus, is that the time? Oh, showtime. Great. Let's go. Quick, Quick hurry up. Drink get up. your bums in the boat and get on with it. Fishers and welcome aboard the Tiniana Week. Where is uh, is that the fluttering of dove wings I can hear? Is it the releasing of pigeons I can hear? Is it the sighs of relief from all over the world as the warlike tensions ratchet down? Peace in our time, Fishers. Peace in our time. Can it be true? Can it be true? The news says it's true, but. When the peace has been made between a dictatorial grinning buffoon and an egotistical narcissist orange comb-over buffoon... Wow. Who the hell knows? Roll the dice, toss a coin. What we can hope for, Fisho's in the top end... What can we hope for, Rob? We can hope for relief. From the conflict of the the dry season southeaster, we can hope for peace. Peace on the ca- water. Peace on the water. Mm. A calming, like a calming raft of oil mm. across the troubled waters, Timmy. Indeed. To allow us access mm. to our hunting grounds. Mm. Just get your bum in a boat and get yourself onto a piscator. It's funny you mention it, actually. I got a message on my phone this week, which I, I got to say, was, seems to be along the same lines, but was just a, a little cryptic. Yeah, Tim, uh, Rob should be over the moon that your many trips over to um, North Korea with your fireworks has paid off. Seems they're going to get rid of their um, nuclear ambitions because you've many visits over there in your underwear. There was just no way that Kim Jong was going to stare down another more in underpants while off the Pearl Building in Darwin, armed with a 50-shot firecracker, aimed right at him. Aimed right at his clacker, Hugh, I would say. That was here. I think what he was referring to, Timmy, was this at, a, at about the same time last year. G'day, fishers, and welcome aboard the Tinny on a Week that sees us cowering at the threat of nuclear Armageddon. Well, that's the way the gormless, grinning, totally gaga, Genghis Khan of the Korean Peninsula, Kim Jong bloody inbred Oon would have it. But I'm here to tell you, Oon, we might have stirred a stuff here in the Territory. We're not afraid of a pisshead dictatorial despot with a pudding bowl haircut. What's happened is Tim, he has negotiated a black market deal with all the fireworks purveyors to uh, purchase all their surplus stock from Territory Day last week. And he is at the moment scaling all the tall buildings of the top end. And he is going to erect a missile defense shield. So the tinny. It was us, Tim. Has brought world peace. We released the pigeons. We set the doves of free loose. You occasionally just got to take credit. Where it's due. Trump knew our diplomatic strategy would work. Just go hard with threats of firepower. (laughs) We've brought the world back. Was it the firepower or just the visage of you and your undies? Shaking your fist. Whatever it was, we have brought the world back from the brink of nuclear 
conflagration. I think we have, Tim. I think we can claim that one. Thankfully, the church has taken notice. Order is restored. We can fish in peace. Just to re-emphasise, who do you have to thank? Yeah, well, of course, Tim. Uh, the timeline is fascinating that um, we're coming to peace, you know, just before 2018 Territory Day. The work that you've put in is... Well, to me, it, it didn't go unnoticed. It didn't go unnoticed. <laughs> Thank you. It didn't go unnoticed by Kim. You, and well, you yeah. let you loose on a battlefield in your, well, slightly skanky, somewhat soiled cream underwear. I am not a member of an undie club. Let's put it that way. No. And thank, no, you for no fashion. thank you for noticing, Hugh. Just a side note, Trump, Turnbull, UN and NATO, we don't expect ticker tape parades or Nobel Peace Prizes. You can jam it. All we ask for is the universally accepted measure of thanks. And that is, of course, a slab hmm. in true territory. Actually, we want one from you too, Oon. Apart from the fact that it'd probably be bloody laced with battery acid or antifreeze or just made from we can have fermented a, rocks and sticks. We can have a taste of North Korea's finest. And then we'd spit it in disgust. Had a few tins and um, got a bit carried away. Oh my goodness. The reel was just screaming. Freaking out a little bit. You're listening to Tales from the Tinny. Get a <laughs> You might remember this from Last week, Rob, Trent Crisp, a man who'd stuffed up, miss, mm. missed the tide at, uh, at Shady Camp and was high and dry on a barrage. With uh, photographic evidence, it was an undeniable error. Love it when there's a good, honest fessing up. You've got to put your hand up sometimes, particularly when there's photographic evidence. You've got to say, OK. That was me. Fair cop, and, Governor. And what I liked about how Trent approached it, this is always the way on social media... That was me, and I'm okay with it. First in time, fact, I'm proud. In fact, in some respects, it was a good thing. Trent, owning it. Hmm. The only way to go. Get it off your chest. That was me, and I'm okay with it. Hmm. And by undertaking this sacrament of penance, I guess it is, Trent sought redemption and found reconciliation in the eyes of the tinny church. Cleansed his soul. Bared his soul. Cleansed his soul. Buoyed by Trent's bravery, other members of the congregation are now coming forward too, Robert. To purge their souls. It seems to have prompted a raft of confessions, including from us, Crackface. G'day, fellas. How you going? Uh, do you mind? I don't want to get too familiar, Ask Crackface, but do you mind if we call you ACF? ACF's fine. You're actually Kane. You better explain the nickname. Well, unfortunately, you can't notice it now, but my good looks are covered up with this uh, rugged beard. But I do have a bit of a George Clooney bum chin, so a lot of the boys call me Arsecrack Face. Arsecrack Face, you actually came to us seeking redemption for a sin that happened quite some time ago. A sin long past. It's been with a very heavy heart that I've carried this sin. The girls asked me to uh, captain them on uh, the real women's fishing comp off of Dundee. So uh, we'd had a full day out in the water. The girls had had a few tinnies. And uh, we're waiting to retrieve the boats with the tractors. Unfortunately, nobody informed me that I had to make radio contact. So we were holding up a number for a number of hours until we worked out, hey, what's going on here? Unfortunately, by then, the girls had a um, bit of a full bladder as they couldn't hang it over the side. So once we uh, got the boat up, the girls legged it, leaving me to hook up the boat by myself. Hang on a second, ACF. If you're going to confess to your sins, you can't do that by subtly blaming others. Oh, no, no. I take full responsibility for my actions. I, I, I had to connect up the boat by myself as the girls ran off to the toilet, and we had to make the 7.30 cut-off with our scorecards. Camp out for the night. In the morning, though, however, it was a matter of packing up as quick as we could, you know, to beat the entourage, exiting Dundee. So all the camping gear was on board. We were heading down the road. Unfortunately, I had a um, bit of a, a bearing that I was concerned about, so I kept an eye on that. Limited observation. A couple of k's short of the Coxman Inch turn-off on one of the bends, I noticed that the six-metre stabby craft was no longer on my trailer. <laughs> this was a considerable case of alternate focus, my friend. Yeah, well... My father's for many years told me that I should strap the boat, but being on bitchman, I've always neglected to do so on the dirt I do. How long might it have been missing by the time you looked in the rearview mirror? 
I don't think it was long, maybe 30 seconds, perhaps four or five minutes. Didn't notice, unfortunately. Anyway, the, the heart jumped out of the mouth. I did a U-turn and uh, turned around. Luckily, the boat was actually on the only dirt section left on the Dundee Road. Uh, there was a few people standing around it scratching their heads, so I was pretty embarrassed by that stage. So I was at work. The fiancé rang me up and asked me if I'd seen the newspaper, and I said no, and she said, am I sitting down? I said no, so she, she directed me to sit down and told me that I was actually on the front page of the uh, news. And was it at this point that you decided to hold that evil sin inside and let it rot away at your soul until this very day? Was that the point, ACF? I don't know what I was thinking. I've just tried to hide it for many years, and from the segment last week, it's made me want to shift this load off my shoulders. (laughs) You've been copping a lot of grief for a lot of years, haven't you? On a daily or weekly basis, every time I catch up with the old man, everybody knows about it. If it's brought up, oh, you're the bloke. (laughs) (laughs) It was a birthday or a housewarming party. I probably had 50 or 100 people around under the house, and my father wanted to uh, have a speech, and I thought, okay, no problem. And he presented me of the front page, framed. (laughs) Makes me sob. Your shame made public for all to ridicule. How does it feel now, Kane, a.k.a. Arsecrackface, a.k.a. ACF, to have this evil boil on your soul lanced? You are now free of this load, my friend. How does it feel? It feels absolutely amazing. I'm going to walk back to the car lighter. Today's going to be a great day. And I'm so glad I got it off my chest. The Tales from the Tinny Church forgives you, my son. Praise be the mullet. Tales from the Tinny. And he really does show the value of just owning it, doesn't he? Hmm. His mates call him arsecrack face. He doesn't fight it. No, he doesn't. He owns it. He and owns he's it. okay with it, partly because it's probably one of the greatest nicknames of all time in the Northern Territory. In fact, Arsecrack Face Senior, T.O. Cowsbeck, the dad who framed that shame job on the front page of the paper and presented it to Arsecrack Face, his son, in front of his mates, might actually have to seek a bit of penance too. Oh, yes, tell me Phil, more, Tim. T.O., Arsecrack Face Senior, feel free to call us. Something about a fuel bowser and a rod holder. Aha, there's a, there's the a, age, common, there's a common story uh, of shame. The age old. Uh, hey. The age old. Uh, also, apparently, the outboard stopping and having to rebuild carbies, strip the whole outboard down for over four hours only to find a, a little kink in a fuel hose. <laughs> come come to us if you need to seek penance, admit to your sins and get it off your chest. Ask Crackface Senior. Now, there's just a flood of this going on, Tim. There's a flood of cleansing of souls going on. I, I just wonder whether we should be a little bit more prescriptive about this process and... And maybe you know, introduce some sort of formulaic approach. What do you think about this? is on ice. The shout is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst fish, and blessed is the fruit of thy holy union with squid, the sainted sausage roll. Holy mullet, mother of all bait, Pray for us sinners now and on the day of our next inevitable donut. Amen. You're proposing an actual confessional with a full rosary-type prayer. Well, obviously, Tim, there is a need. There's a burning need in the community. It seems people are queuing up to unburden themselves. Mm of the pustulant canker of guilt that is poisoning their souls. Mm. So we it's pro- a service that obviously we need to provide. Yeah. To. And, it, and it's remarkable it hasn't been available before now, given 
the broad church of the tinny, mm. that we haven't actually set up a confessional into which you can formally walk and admit to your sins as part of the broad range of TFT service. And walk out a free, pure and new, unburdened fisho. Oh, look at hey. <laughs> yeah. When I seen it, my eyes just lit up. I just couldn't believe it. No, he did. He's lying. Tales from the Tinny. Let's go down the track. Or today, it's down the path of atonement to a town called Catherine, to a man called WDW. G'day, Warren. How are you, mate? I'm good, Rob. How's yourself? I'm pretty good. There's a lot of people... Bearing their souls, bearing their sins, lightening the load today in the confessional, in the tinny confessional. There's probably a thousand things that I should be confessing to. Um, but the one that springs to mind, I suppose, when we're talking about boats and water and everything is when the 90, 1998 flood was on, running around rescuing people out of the government centre, be skirting along at a thousand miles an hour and, and shoot up each street because they're all underwater 10 or 12 feet. And I came straight around the corner and I was sticking over to the side, which was the deepest, because where the bitumen was in the middle of the road is usually was a bit higher, so you didn't want to hit your, your skeg on the bottom of it. And as I come around the corner and just started to wind up to get it up to Mark II, I ran straight over the top of a car <laughs> and s- smashed it into the windscreen of the car and then ran it straight over the top of the uh, hood of the car. Anyway, I dropped the leg down and thought, I'm getting out of here before anyone sees me, so I took off. Are you telling us that you've held on to this sin? <laughs> yeah. The, the floods were in 98 for 20 years. Yeah, well, who would who would believe what you did? Just desperation to do things for people and get them out of the flood water. You, you were going at flat out as fast as you could, and you weren't thinking about the fact that there could be a car underneath, took the skeg off the boat off the back of my leg of my boat, which really upset me. And I thought, you rotten bugger, how could I bloody do this? And I was upset about it. And anyway, and I went and got another uh, five or six people in my boat. And one of the people that were in there was quite upset about the fact that her son was in uh, her house, which was up on the uh, Gorge Road or out on Giles Street. And she hadn't heard from him and she was crying inconsolably. And I said, look, lady, just sit down. I'll take you up there. SES had told us not to go up this street because it's too too much current and all the rest of it. But I'm going to do it just to get you to where you need to go. The current coming down 2nd Street from the river was so strong, it took my boat and I accelerated as hard as I could. And the boat motor bit into the bitumen and then swung me round straight into a light pole and we immediately sunk. When I hit the light pole, the water force was so great that I rolled, that it creased the front side of my boat and pushed everyone into the water. So I had six or seven people then swimming for their lives, including my son, Brendan, who was wow. only 10 at the time. And we all had to cling on to the mesh fence on the side of the road until we all calmed down because it was quite a, a shock, I suppose, to find ourselves all in the water. I, I, and then I look yeah, back yeah, at my yeah, boat. Yeah, I see that I, as I, I bet it was. Let, let, let's just reset for a minute here. Firstly, the Tinny Church atones you for the sin of peeling a car open. If when the waters receded, that was your car that was peeled in half, Warren owes you a slab for putting the <laughs> others into the water. That, you know, that it was an accident. Is that well, it? It is, yeah. Well, no, not really, because after we sort of settled down and everyone sort of gathered themselves and we looked where the, the boat was, it was sort of sticking parallel out onto the bitch and out into the middle of the road, which was underwater at the time. So we thought we'd be smart and slide the boat off the road up onto the side of the curb and tie it off to the fence that we were all clinging on, mm. even though at that stage I couldn't give a stuff because I was over it because I was so pissed off with the fact that I ripped the skeg off. <laughs> now I put a great big dint in the side of my brand new boat and put and ten I've people and put ten people in the flood water and sunk it and, put, and sunk it. So anyway, <laughs> so a good Samaritan on the other side of Second Street said, "I'll swim across and I'll help you," and he had his foot on the edge of the uh, gutter, and as I as we all slid the boat. His second big toe was sliced off oh, by the boat, no. and and he yelled out, and we all looked at him and thinking, well, what's your problem, buddy? And he was screaming, and next minute he put his foot up onto the gunnel of my boat, and there was blood pulsating out of his toe, which you... was just flipping there in the water. It was hanging by the back of the skin, and it was just flipping there in the water. And and, and at that stage, I was ready to just float down the river and disappear myself because I'd had enough of this. You knew you were going to hell. I felt like I was in hell. <laughs> I could not believe 
the turn of bad luck I was having. When he put his foot up on the boat, the current washed him away from the boat and he was floating down 2nd Street and we had to swim after him and grab him and actually was flown to Darwin Hospital to have his toe amputated and they actually made up a thong for him with an extra toe on it for him to make him feel good. So that's my confession, boys. Wow. Are you feeling a load lifted, Warren? Does it feel better? Oh, it does feel better because you, you keep this inside you. I mean, it was a pretty dramatic experience. A, I had Trent, uh, Brendan with me, sorry, with my son because I was responsible looking after him. Imagine if I had um, really stuffed up and lost him in the floodwaters or something or all these yeah. other people I had on my boat as well. But not only that, I was so gutted to think that this boat that I just had specially built it was more totaled. About, it was more about the loss of the boat. Well, of course, I love my boat. <laughs> Warren, I've I got to say, when we asked you if you wanted to confess with your we sin, we were not. We didn't know the door we were opening. But take that, yeah, Fishos. That, look, at, look at the atonement, the reconciliation that is now felt. If you too want to step into the tinny confessional, this is a one-week offer. We better move very quickly to fishing. Warren, the Vic River is doing well. We sort of said that last week that it was going to fish well over this long weekend because of the neat tides and the weather's perfect and it's still perfect at the moment. And also the rope fished really well last week too. There was a fair few people went down there and all reported catching good numbers of fish and what they were doing upstream in the, in the tidal section up near the Roper Bar were actually vibing um, Barra in the snags. Vic fishing great, top of the Roper fishing great, Kakadu Billabongs still going well. Warren DeWitt, my son... <laughs> Consider your sins absolved by the church of the tinny. Oh, I feel so much better, Rob. Praise be the mullet. You need to do 15 hail mullets and it's all white. Thank you, Warren. I'll be doing that, boys, tonight before I go to bed. The hoys have been more of the confessional nature this week, Tim. Who have you got on the list? Well, he's not confessing to anything, although probably got a lot to wind up to. Tim Pell's been back in contact. Oh, he's got serious back catalogue. Yeah, doesn't he? Just to say, good to see the tinny still floats. Put a mullet in your pipe and smoke it, fellas. Thanks for getting good <laughs> to hear from you again, Tim. <laughs> That'll be in reference to a certain photo of Tim with um, what many people thought was an implement <laughs> quite a few years ago. Good on you, Tim. Uh, Warren Smith, was it? Has uh, put a photo up on FaceAke that is an absolute cracker if you want to send it to your mates down south or overseas. A huge croc lying in front of the guide boats on the sandbank. Johnson River Camp on the Tiwis. Cold morning made him very reluctant to move, Wazza said. Had to have a serious talk to him and uh, kick a bit of sand in his face before gaining, gaining a clear path to the boat. Great territory excuse for a guide to have the day off, though. <laughs> That's, That's a it. big croc. That was four metres at oh, least, wasn't it? Right well, in front of the boats where they were trying to get to him. I'd say so. I, I just wonder whether Wazza's serious talk involved a, a high-velocity projectile. But anyway, moving on. Maybe, hey, that, maybe sand kicking was a euphemism yeah, for, euphemism. for a 308. <laughs> the fishing has slowed a bit since the cool mornings have arrived, but still some nice fish coming in. Uh, the last nine days, we've seen 83, 85, 88, 92 centimetre barra caught with some nice ones missed. A few, a few threadies up around the metre mark. Good size barra too. Yeah, yeah. And the mangrove jacks are still biting. Not bad considering the Arctic conditions overnight and into the mornings. And he put one of those smiley things that I don't like at the end. You know, the <laughs> winky smiley thing. You're really quite opinionated this week. <laughs> about, this about this week? About <laughs> you, do, you are not a fan of emojis at all, nah. are you? No. When I whenever whenever I send Rob a text with a thumbs up in it on it, you know I'm trying to be nice and matesy, I get bollocked, absolutely bollocked. Stick your thumb <laughs> where it fits nicely. Cameron via Facebook been on a five day camping trip to Dundee Lodge for his brother's birthday. Cleaned up on Mackie's tuna, snapper, cobia, and three coral trout. Bottom, bottom bashing and trolling various lures around Blaze Point. They had a ball. You can see those pics on Facebook, including a really nice coral trout amongst them. Bloody good size. Anthony Vallis, how you going, mate? Went 4-1 on Dewey's. <laughs> Pasted. Mm. Considering this was the smallest one, you can see it in the pic. 
Not hard to see why we were getting dusted on 40-pound spin gear. Oh, very sporting. Yes, amazing runs in five metres of water. Oh, in shallow water as well. Yeah, absolute horse, the one he sent into us. Uh, Troy Worst in a speck of some good-looking long tail. Uh, chasing Mackies, he says, just less than a K offshore today in four metres of water and ended up with this long tail. Wow, in four metres of water. It's good to see the, the tuna uh, off and running. Uh, Thomas Motlop. Sent a, a pic of his mate Josh Rose, monster muddy. We can get a few monster muddy. Yeah, photos, this this lately. one was a biggie too. This wasn't is it? a cracker. A nice beer can size claw on it too in the photo. Now I think that's the definition of two good hands full, isn't it? A can of beer in one hand mm. and a monstrous crab claw of the same size in the other. Uh, Travis Betts was out on the Harbour Flats on Thursday morning. Landed himself a couple of sixty-five centimetre barrel. Prime chewing size, the 65, mm. I reckon. Uh, spent the morning catching Harbour Flats rats. Dinner sorted, he says. Sure beats a day at work. We certainly hear you there, fella. A quick shout-out, too, to Andrew Wharton, Packy Andy, a regular contributor, occasional co-host on Tales from the Tinny. He promised at the beginning of the year that he was going to become a catch your own Eterian. Mm. If he didn't get the meat himself, he wouldn't eat it. He's now into his sixth straight month of no meat, chicken or fish, except the fish he catches himself. And he's hit social media too, like everyone else. Well, to own his embarrassment. Well, after almost six months uh, going without meat tonight, I'm going to have a little treat. Uh, but I'm going to have these ones. They're called vegan fillets. So it doesn't actually say fillets of what, but they definitely have no cholesterol, just like air. They have low fat, just like water. And they've got protein and fibre. So this uh, is pretty exciting. And that steak's looking pretty good for the family. Now, when I prepare these vegan fillets, I like to just start with a little bit of olive oil. They look good already. Which they don't. <laughs> He's oh, lying. When cut, it looks like tofu crossed with foam. And, when and that's co- talking it up. It tasted crap. It just looked horrendous. I mean, just eat vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> He's promising when he breaks this drought to get the biggest pack of barbecue pork ribs in Australia. Good on you. Wouldn't you just be hooking in a bit of dead pig after that? I thought that worthy. I thought that worthy though too because it's another fisho going through a genuinely humiliating event, which we can all accept. That's you're humili- humiliating yourself, Andy. I mean, I but he's think, owning it. Yeah, he is. He is. He's 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 uploaded it deliberately to Facebook to display his contrition. Nice try, Andy, but for that sin, you're not forgiven. Uh, some late mail just in. Trent Crisp. Aha! Oh. Who stranded his boat at Shady Barrage and started this whole avalanche of fisho confessions. He did. He was the guy who owned it, and now everyone else is stepping into the confessional. They're claiming ownership themselves. Has now also just stranded his four-wheel drive down south. Bogged and, bad. And owned it. And owned it. Trent there is only so many times you can stuff up and be granted redemption, though, my friends. You may have started it, but you don't want to run too hard with it, fella. Shoot it. Share it. Shout it. Give us a voice. Yes, my daughter? Forgive me, Tinny Brothers, for I have sinned. It has been 13 cans and 14 jelly-shot thongies since my last confession. Saturday just gone during the wind warning. I went round to my mate's place when I knew she would be at the markets getting a hangover luxer. I climbed into her boat, booted up the sounder and copied all of her most secret waypoints, which I had sworn never to reveal or even discuss outside the sanctity of her hull. Regardless of this... I then took a mob of my other mates to these spots and absolutely cleaned up. These mates also copied the waypoints and now the secret spot is like a Woolies car park on a Saturday morning. Hmm, what do you think, Brother Tim? Four hail mullets. Yes, and three slabs. Each. Three for the transgressed party and three for the tinny church. Just leave them in front of the altar on the way out. There's a pet. Praise be the mullet. Praise be the mullet. Hail mullet, prophets on ice, the shout is it thee. Blessed are thou amongst 
Tales from the Tinny. G'day, Stewie Martin. Stewie, why can't you look at the beautiful setting dry season sunset? What a what a disappointment. Oh, I don't want to talk about it too much, Tim. I am recovering from eye surgery at the moment. Um, too many years, I suppose, as a fishing guide and staring into that late afternoon sun. No fishing for me, according to the surgeon, for three weeks. Ouch. Ouch, yeah, and counting. <laughs> the most recent trip was a cracker, though. Didn't even really have to cast to bag Barra. Yeah, super remote pocket uh, of the Territory. Uh, on day one, there was a huge section of collapsed bank, most impressive snag poles you know, I've ever seen. And typically when they first go in, Tim, when those leaves are on the snags, I don't know if it offers more... Um, eddies from the current more protection for the barra or other people have said you know shrimps and prawns are more prone to to hang on that snag so when they first go in and they're green like that they can be really really uh good this one stood out like the proverbial dog's balls um you know it came halfway into the river uh and interestingly when we first went into it um it was completely stacked with barra conservatively there was 500 barra sitting on this snag pile um, but they wouldn't bite so we were calling them tuna schools uh, on the on the structure scan it was driving us crazy we were spot locked the structure scan was blacked out with fish we were vibing we were using deep divers um, we were using you know slow rolled prawn imitations everything working really really hard just for one or two fish that's where you need the explosives aboard don't you that would have been handy <laughs> definitely and uh, it was a pretty full-on snag pile to work too you know we're constantly getting snagged and stuff and then in the afternoon uh, we were there with the canopy up just having a late lunch and uh, the tide turned and um, Reese fired out a cast and turned the handle once hooked up I did the same um, and pretty soon, you know, we were in, into a full-blown kind of session for, you know, well over an hour. It's been double hookups. <laughs> He's putting on a show. Fisher cast. Now I'm going to be completely ridiculous and see if I can catch one without casting. Yep. There he is. <laughs> tide turn was the key. Absolutely, yeah. It was a high tide turning to run out. Um, in the afternoon, and uh, and that was just the, the switch that needed to be triggered. Testament again, Stewie, that when you see the fish on the sounder, stick with them, be patient, keep working till they're ready, and there will be a bite window when they're ready. Yeah, 100%, absolutely, Tim. You know, we just kept coming back to it. We were working our way uh, 10 or 15 kilometres up the system and chipping away at the odd fish up there too. Um, but, you know, there was just so many fish there and it was it was an obvious bus stop, you know, um, where, where fish were going to be racking up and, uh, you know, our efforts were rewarded in the end. You're not going to give us anything more than a remote pocket of the Territory, are you, Stu? I'd be wasting my breath asking. Yeah, no, I'd be under threat of, uh, you know, murder um, if I divulge anything more. You know, all I can say is, you know, get your... Uh, Get your adventure on, you know, do the miles, do the smiles, you know, go and check out new systems. You know, it can be tough, you know, it can be can be trying, but, uh, you know, the rewards are there for people who put in the yards. Mates will often take advantage of mates when they're down and out with eye surgery and can't fish for three weeks. <laughs> this is the time for your mates to send you all their pictures of catching fish and how well they're doing elsewhere. Are you hearing any reports from said mates taking advantage of your moment of weakness oh yeah listen definitely there's there's been quite a bit of that you know the fishing was really good over the long weekend we had that um, low pressure system moving through the bite coinciding uh, you know with a really good set of neat tides so that's something to really look out for in the dry season what that does is give us you know warming water temperatures um, you know low winds so a lot of those coastal systems have nice uh, you know clear water obviously corroborees fishing really well um, be aware that you know in my opinion that's partly due to once again that really nice warmer weather that we have when the lows come through the bite uh, I know the top of the Adelaide you know, it's probably slowing down a bit now, but I know that was fishing well a couple of weeks ago for, for those who put in the effort. Now, Stewie, the Church of Tales from the Tinney is offering all fishos to seek 
redemption this week via the Tales from the Tinny confessional booth. But now's your opportunity, if there's anything you want to get off your chest and to redeem yourself in the eyes of the Lord. A brother from another mother called Jimbo. And uh, I don't know what it is, he's a six foot four larger than life character. And uh, whenever we get on a boat together, it usually ends in a little bit of trouble. Uh, the mouth of the Roper blows nor'wester um, like hell all afternoon and there's not a whole lot to do except for troll and drink beer. Jimbo decided to crack out a bottle of Captain Morgan's. So uh, I'd recently repowered with a 175 on the back of my, uh, my Ocean Master and was enjoying this new turn of speed that the new motor offered. Anyway, we popped it on the plane and uh, we were heading for the mouth at a sensible speed when uh, Big Jimbo kind of leant over and gave me the, the wink and the nod, get up here. Anyway, so we did and we were hurtling along at 75 kilometres an hour, 6,000 RPM, when all of a sudden things ground to a very quick halt. Now, Big Buck would have to be 130 kilos and ended up right in the front of the boat. Uh, we thought he'd lost all his front teeth on the bow rail. And I kind of ended up hugging the sounder. We'd missed the channel by five feet and proceeded to sit there an hour while everyone trolled past, laughing at us. Forgive me, Tinny Brothers, for I've sinned. Praise be the mullet. With feelings, Stu. Blessed be thy mullet. You are forgiven, my son. Thank you, Father. Thank you. I'm Wade Kelly from Humpty Doo. Wade, uh, some extraordinary footage on the tinny site. Tell us how it came about. Um, well, I was down the daily fishing on the weekend, and yeah, sort of early morning, I was coming past, checking a few snags out for some fish, and um, seen a few crocs laying on the corner. I thought, oh, because I always take my drone and camera gear with me and stuff, so I thought I'll put the drone up and have a bit of a look. And then I just flew the drone, and they just kept coming. They were just all the way along, so I just kept flying the drone until I sort of run out. We counted 56. Is that about right? I reckon that's about right. People have... I haven't actually counted them myself, but people have said 52, 54, and 56, so... It was a low tide on, on the inside bend of Alligator Head. First thing in the morning, pretty much. Pretty much just as the sun sort of come up and started, yeah, warming place up a bit. How common is that at Alligator Head? I see a fair few crocs around at, like, all of the rivers up here at low tide in the, on the dry season mornings, but I've never seen that many all together and big crocs together like that either. Some of them there, I, I reckon, were easy, four and a half. A genuine infestation that would only rival Shady Camp, don't you reckon? I reckon, it'd, yeah, it'd give it a run for its money. Yeah, a lot of the big crocs there you don't see, but sort of that morning they were just out getting warm, I think. So on to other business, how was the fishing? Fishing the daily, I've been hitting it pretty hard. I fished the Barra Classic, so, and I've developed a bit of a daily addiction, I suppose you call it. I've <laughs> been producing, been getting plenty of um, small fish around the place and, and dropping a few big ones in, in tight timber. So I'm sort of, yeah, it's, it's fishing quite well. Have you noticed it slowing down as the dry season sets in and water temperatures start to drop? When we had that initial cold snap a couple of weeks ago, it, it shut the fish down for a couple of days, but I think once they got used to it, they were, they were feeding as normal. Um, on the normal sort of tide and stuff like that just in different locations because of the water depths so low now and yeah they're sitting more in snags and rock bars and big eddies and things. So how are you targeting them in that country? Um, a lot of vertical vibing, um, 20 to 30 gram vibes and, and just sounding fish in snags and yeah just working them and working them and, and, until they either get pissed off and eat it or um, yeah have a bit of a swipe and, and yeah or wait till they're feeding and, and rip them out. When are they feeding? been a bit hard to sort of find the clean water down in that lower section of the river so it's mostly on that top side of the tide when the water's a bit clean they run out and stuff like that um bottom of the low up high is, is fishing well as well with similar sort of principles plastics and, and vibes into snags yeah so on that particular day uh what came in probably end up with about 20 20 barrel i suppose up to his 60s and then dropped two nice fish in the timber 70s and 80s i suppose they were 20 fish 56 crocs, good day at the office. How many beers? 
Actually, not too many. I was fishing by myself, um, so I only had a couple. Sensible fishing. Two beers, 56 crocs, 20 or so barrel. <laughs> Great day in the Territory, Wade. It was a bit. must have been a bit hard, though. you got no, no mate there, no decky to say, have a look at this, would you? Were you saying have a look at this to yourself? I sort of was. I do a bit of talking to myself, <laughs> answer my own questions and things. Look at these crocs, Wade. Have you ever seen anything like it? No, I haven't, Wade. But do you reckon there are, Wade? I reckon there's about 56, Wade. That's pretty much what I was doing, I reckon. <laughs> talking myself through my fishing and then that come up. So, yeah, I was talking to myself about that as well. Great day in the Territory, Wade. You deserve a beer. You sure do, Wade. <laughs> <laughs> Where you been fishing other than the daily? Been practising on milkfish in the harbour. So burling them up as normal with the bread and stuff um, and then trying to target them on, on homemade flies that I'm trying to make myself and yeah, sort of just a bit of a challenge and trying to work it out. It's good. Really enjoying it. Where have you been working? Outside of the uh, restricted area at Doctor's Gully. I've had three or four big ones roll on my flies um, and had plenty around the boat and stuff, but yeah, just no conversion on the fly yet. Most people have been um, hitting the daily pretty flat out, and I've heard upstream Adelaide's been fishing quite well, um, as it does this time of year, and then the billabongs. There's some quality, sort of good numbers and, and quality fish, 60s and 70s, getting pulled out of there on the weekends and stuff. Now, Wade, we've opened the tails from the tinny confessional booth this week. <laughs> we're, we're asking for people who need, who feel the need to repent, to get things off their soul, to clean the slate. In the Barra Classic, um, in the pre-pre-fish, before the pre-fish, um, drove about 200 metres from the ramp and clipped the rock bar and bent the prop shaft in our boat. I think the overarching one would be that I'm beginning to enjoy fly fishing more than actual fishing, which is... Yeah, pretty pretty dark. I think I need to yeah I need to repent. Just say the words, Wade. Forgive me, Tinny brothers, because I have sinned. Praise be to Mullet. With a bit more feeling, thanks, Wade. <laughs> Forgive me, Tinny, for I have sinned. Praise be to Mullet. Yeah, how you going, dog shark here again? Quite a bounty of mud crabs. My neighbour, Chris Gilbert, who's having his buck show. So we sort of headed over to Bino Harbour. We stayed at Sand Palms, had quite a few beers. and then... It's a bucks party after all. Exactly. And then uh, went fishing in Bino Harbour. I've never been there before. They have, so I was sort of fishing blind and, yeah, it was crab after crab. Too many beers or blind as in never been there before? They give us a shot. I think it's called a bull ant and it's the worst thing I've ever had in my life. I think there's Galliano some white spirit and then topped up with Tabasco sauce and I don't like hot stuff pepper's too hot for me so yeah ruthless I was like a little girl at the bar there asking for milk <laughs> terrible it was a terrible thing all five of us were just in a mess the bucks are really big and full really full too so they're yeah good healthy crabs Malta. right we're moving now the last time we spoke you didn't explain to me the origins of the name and the boys told me that if people have nicknames I need to find out what's going on there. When we were young fellas like 15, 16 there used to be an old Greenland fisherman who used to be at our footy club at the bar and he'd always drink his port and water and when he was blind he'd start saying how you going put a merry dog shark so he'd say to all us young fellas so sort of a few of us boys how'd you do you know hanging shit on each other and the name sort of stuck to me but then we had strippers come to the footy club one day and they got me up on stage. Yeah, they were yelling out, dog shark, dog shark. And the stripper didn't understand that she said dog shark. She thought they said dog shaft. So that's what she said over the, over the speaker. <gasps> What's your name? Dog shaft. So hence it sort of stuck for the whole town then and it's been there ever since. It's not just your mates that call you dog shark. It's your whole town that you come from. Yeah, pretty much. Like down from Mayor Peninsula, I was playing footy and whatever. Yeah, that was sort of right down to Port Lincoln, known as Dog Shark. A lot of people didn't actually know my name as Bradley Dawes. Old ladies, grandmas, dudes at the shop and the servo all know you as the Dog Shark. Yep, yep, pretty much, yeah. We're having a bit of a tinny confessional. Is there anything in your past or present that you wish to confess and get off your chest? Yeah, there's one. Forgive me, Tinny Brothers, for I have sinned. Last year in the billfish comp, we were fishing Bathurst Trench for Marlon, obviously. Two days in, I'd been having a few beers and a few rum cans. I got bugger all sleep for the first two days. And midnight on the third night, spat the dummy and drove four hours home because my mate was snoring too much. 
So yeah, that I ruined our last billfish day and spat the dummy came home. So yeah, that's a sin. <laughs> what was the fallout from that from your mate when he woke up and realised he was back at Dyna Beach Boat Ramp? Ah, uh, we sort of had a little discussion and worked out, yeah, we're both in the wrong and yeah, I overreacted and he needs to put something in his mouth to stop him snoring and yeah, lost half the rum. Praise be the mullet. See, that's why you ask about nicknames, Lisa the Brave. Yes. Every fisho has a backstory, and sometimes all it can take is a stripper at the local footy club. All it takes to make a, strip a, ne- at a local to, to make a, strip- a nickname stick. A stripper at a local football club is often going to make a name stick. Incredible confession, too, there, Dog Shark. Spat the dummy over your mate's snoring. All I want is a bit of peace and bloody quiet. I'd really like the way they talked it out, though. They resolved it, they realised they were equally in the wrong, and they've moved on, and hopefully confessing that now, Dog Shark, has allowed the friendship to grow even stronger. Does that count as a summit? Get a mullet up, ya. Go on. You've been dying to try. And there's no time like the present. And I know we promised we'd let it go, but... Just as a counterpoint to the hipster fad sweeping through Darwin with the broccoli and the beetroot latte ridiculous. Okay, that's it. I I thought because I'd gone on about that a bit, we should give kudos to the precise opposite. The entrepreneurs, the territorians, the business people representing the territory rather than undermining what we stand for. By way of a crocodile barbecue, Ah. a territory version of the suckling pig, if you like, you might have seen... The details and the vision from ABC News during the week. If you're looking to sample the real taste of the territory, it's not at the bottom of a turmeric beetroot or broccoli latte. I think we've established that. Why not throw an entire 1.8 metre crocodile on the barbie? In fact, why not throw on four? But check on it. What's it taste like? The big chicken, big scaly one. Chicken. Chicken. Chicken and walnuts. We were talking about the 65 centimetre barabee in the prime chewing size did earlier you, on. Yeah, did you see the pics of this? I did. Four 1.8 metre crocs jammed into a smoker. First time they've ever done it whole, they reckon. So it's 1.8. That's the prime chewing size. Yeah, for apparently. Yeah, it tastes bag. a bit like chicken and walnut. Of course it does. Jericho. Uh, via the inbox, fishing at abc.net.au. Mum caught this barracuda with some assistance from me and James. Only two weeks out of major shoulder surgery and on a handline. Good work, Mum. Cracking work, Mum. Mark Rawls sent in a pic. I don't know if you saw this, that perhaps the NT government should take note of. NT emblem football, it's called. Because <laughs> it's the perfect example of what our NT emblem should look like. Not the ridiculous yellow belly farce that they're trying to pass off as about. Thank you, Mark. And we're with you. Thank you for representing. (laughs) And if you want to send in details of your fishing comp or whatever's going on in your neck of the woods, you can give us a hoy via ABC Tales from the Tinny on Facebook or fishing at abc.net.au. G'day, it's James Bradshaw from Weeper. I'm with Chaz Reinhardt, just reporting back on Weeper Barracom. Right from the start of Barracom. We thought we were gun fishermen, hooking in, everything set up, good to go. And then we were informed from a fellow competitor that I may or may not have left the car lights on before we'd even left the boat ramp. <laughs> That's that out of the way. It's all up from here. So then we headed out, secret spot, in plain view of every other competitor, and they had the same ideas. Seven minutes into the competition starting, we managed to score ourselves a fish. We're off to a flyer. <laughs> I thought I was a genius. And then that'd soon be proven pretty wrong. Yeah, just worked the flats on a high tide. Found a few smaller fish uh, along the coastal creeks. Did manage a 60 centimetre jack. But no good when you, uh, no bycatch scored any points. As we were fishing along, I noticed an oil slick behind the, um, the outboard. Not ideal, I guess. Wasn't no problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this no, wasn't probably. new. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's happened before. Yeah, it was the trim motor. We had no trim or tail, it was either down or nothing. So, we figured we'd sit on the point catching rats for the rest of the other. Yeah, did manage trip. another scoring fish on 50 centimetres. We decided to push the boat out. 
Well, we didn't decide to push the boat out. <laughs> we decided we'd work our way out the electric motor and it ended up pushing the boat out. <laughs> the electric was going fine until we hit that mud bank that looked like deep water. Got stuck there for three yeah, and a half, four hours, yeah. yeah. Thought it would be a great idea to walk back to where we came from, try to catch fish, instead just started fighting with mud crabs, which uh, resulted with me getting chomped on the foot. We did have the last laugh catching mud crabs on lure from the boat while still stuck on mud flat. <laughs> Wait for the tide. We pulled another yeah. three score, I think it was, in total. Then, yeah, we went and fished another creek, another bunch of underscoring fish. One decent one. How'd you miss that one? Yeah, I'm going to call it an 80 centimetre plus sort of size barrel. Chaz decided to cast over the top of me for a mud skipper on the bank. <laughs> <laughs> Ducking and weaving and dodging and End up losing, losing it. <laughs> that was the end of our comp that day there. We um, decided to pack up after that. We weren't going to give in to the panic fishing that was going <laughs> on around us. Last minute panic fishing. But we didn't come last. No, I ended up finishing ninth out of 20 teams, which is, isn't too bad, I don't think, considering no. we stuck for nearly four hours on a sandbank. <laughs> three hours, 24. Yeah, three hours, 24. <laughs> all in all, good comp. Thanks, Abe. Catching muddies with lures. Must be a Cape York thing, Timmy. Even weeper fishos have an off day. Bit of comedy of errors there, fellas. Important to be able to laugh at oneself when the proverbial hits the fan and own it! And own it! And own it! You too can send in your correspondence via the Tales from the Tinny Field reporting app, whether you're in Weeper, the Kimberleys, down south or overseas, or floating around the territory. Contact us at ABC Tales from the Tinny and we can send the link straight to your phone to install it. You're listening to Tales from the Tinny! Get yeah, them up, yeah. <laughs> yes, my son. Bless me, Tinny Brothers, for I have sinned big time. It's been 23 spring sets since my last confession. 24 spring sets ago, my boat broke down at the mouth of Sampan. I was in big trouble, down to my last two cans, when a good Samaritan noticed my plight and he came to my aid. Even though he was dong and slappers hand over fist, he left the session, towed me all the way back to the ramp as I consumed my last two beers. I promised to deliver a couple of slaps as just recompense for his great and selfless deed upon our return to town. But it is my great shame to confess that I reneged on this solemn obligation I even saw him at Woolies one Sunday afternoon, but hid cowering behind the onion and garlic stand until he moved on to the dairy section. I fear, Tinny Brothers, that my soul is damned for eternity. Um, Are you thinking what I'm thinking, Brother Robert? I think I am thinking what you're thinking, Brother Tim. Unforgivable! Your soul is destined for eternal damnation, my friend. Eternal. Unless... There is a small chance of redemption, however. If you were to leave five, well, let's say mm. eight slabs for us, I mean the church... Uh, and say hail mullets. Oh, of course, many, many M- hail Many mullets. mullets. Praise be the mullet. Praise be the mullet. <laughs> Hail mullet, froth is on ice, the shout is with thee. Blessed are thou amongst fish, and blessed is the Yeah, the zing. 60s up to about 75, 80. Absolutely epic. You could tell it was a biggie. Tales from the city! Yeah, from uh, Wild Tide Sport Fishing. This is Alex from Big Sexy Mama Fish. <laughs> We've been doing all right, keeping the punters happy, which is always a good thing. A lot of bar around. I wouldn't say they're huge, but keeping everybody uh, active on the boat. We're just fishing our standard areas out around Dundee and uh, doing a few out to Corroboree. And, but I think, to be honest, the fish are biting everywhere. you just got to get out amongst it. We found that they went deeper for a little uh, for a little while there. Um, I guess uh, when we were wearing, wearing jumpers a few weeks back, the, the fish were still there, though. You just had to work a bit harder, but as soon as that temp came up, you know, a few days back, it's yeah, it's really fired up everywhere too, not just Barra. 
Uh, most of the fish, when the when the barometer settled or starts to rise, they come on. We've certainly had some really nice weather over the past few days. So not only barra, but jewies and, and all your demersal, you know, your golden snapper and uh, all that uh, out on the blue water's really been going off too. So after such a good wet, it's been good everywhere. How long do you reckon that'll hang around? Do you reckon it'll last all the way through the dry? Like any season, it ebbs and flows a bit. I think it'll be good all year, to be honest. I think we needed a big wet and we got one and it charges the um, the ecosystem, you know, the food chain and starts with a little fish and, and obviously they need that to breed. So, yeah, it's been an awesome year. I think anyone in the industry or anyone that fishes uh, would probably say the same. Happy crews on board. We've had a really good season. You can't complain. So apart from the work side of your fishing, do you have any fuel left in the tank to do any fishing on your days off? Or that's the last thing you want to do? No, we don't stop fishing. Oh, I don't. Anyway, it's a passion. You ask anyone that knows me, including my poor, long-suffering wife. You've got to have your finger on the pulse all the time. One of the really good guides on New Year's ago said, um, the best guides are the ones that are on the water every day. Yeah, you try to be, you know, amongst it as much as possible. you got to live the job, mate. You're never going to be a millionaire, but you enjoy yourself, so... You'd definitely be happy at Shore Beats pushing pen around some paper in an office somewhere. Yeah, try to stay away from that, to be honest. <laughs> some of us push a, push a needle around, eh, Alex? On yeah, other well. people's skin, though. <laughs> Which brings me to a tinny favourite, Alex. You might remember him from a few weeks ago back at the Classic. He had a few netting issues. Yeah, Alex, buddy. Big, sexy mama fish. How are you feeling after the downtime that you had at the Classic? Yes, feeling all right at the moment, just keep practicing, keep netting, you know, net a lot of fish, getting good and good, you know, getting better and better. <laughs> Jason tells me you've been out quite a bit lately, every weekend. Yeah, I have to, mate. <laughs> every time it's finished work, all the day off, I have to bloody fishing, mate. Being bloody good now, <laughs> I should try again. <laughs> <laughs> Next year. Next year, we'll try again. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to nail it. <laughs> I'm going to be the man. <laughs> You'll be the one to beat Mr. Alex next year. As his sensei, Jason, have you been putting him through a rigorous training regime? No, we haven't at the moment. But he has his cut down on the alcohol. He's trying to get healthy. Yeah. So, uh, you know, improve the uh, reaction time. Catch a lot of, like, what you call it, the macro, like great macro, and heaps of queenie. Where you been going? Just at the moment in the harbour only. Yeah, it's all right for fun. With Lou, I got like uh, last time I got like maybe like meter ten, like a big one, really big, and then got like a grey micro heaps. I love it. When I put like my lure down, I want a jigging. I'm not ready yet, and then just poof, <laughs> and then we just catch it. Oh, I can't even like lock my my reel. And then I lock it. Oh, so strong. Why is that? Why is that? I thought it was massive, big, big, big fish. Oh yeah, come on, mother. And then you know what? I hooked the tile. <laughs> yeah. You had it in the tail. Yeah. Why is so heavy? Because the tile. Oh my god! And did you bring it into the boat? Yeah, of course. Take it home for dinner. Yes. All right. Thank you very much for your time, fellas. Okay. Thank you. Cheers for that, Lace. We'll see you on the water. Incoming! 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 Forgive me, Tinny Brothers, for I have sinned. As we all know, I, Evil Eddie Knievel, require a strong wind warning to go out. I put the faith in the term, do the miles, get the smiles, in great jeopardy. We had planned to head for the Moyle River. We had planned on taking advantage of the afternoon calm weather to do our travelling. My haste saw us crossing the Anson Bay mid-morning with a strong 30-knot wind. This was perfect conditions for the Knievel, however, not for our companions in the other boat. Once we'd rounded Cape Ford, the faces were long, salt-encrusted and not happy. For my actions, I have sinned. Praise be thy mullet. Eddie Knievel, filing in his confession on the Tinny Field recording app from Tassie.
Now, the principle of this thing, Eddie, I don't know if you've worked this out. When confession, you're speaking straight to the upstairs, you know. It's a direct line. It's a direct line. So you're there. It's not for half measures. You're there to spill the whole beans, the whole painful truth. If you do honestly need redemption, you can't be holding back small facts, such as it was actually Eddie's parents following behind in the 30 knot winds, behind the massive rig known as the Knievel. He was fine. In fact, he was having a whale of a time because that's what he does. But he almost killed them. His own parents. At times they were disappearing completely from view behind the massive waves. You are forgiven, my son, Eddie, but with some reservations. Next time, tell it all. Back to the fishing, though. We heard earlier from Warren briefly about uh, how well the Vic had been fishing. Lisa caught up with a couple who hit it hard over the weekend. Hi, it's Caroline here from Catherine. My husband and I went out on the long weekend and had a fabulous time. Caught lots of fish. Weather was beautiful. Camped on the boat. We did three nights on the boat. What a way to spend a long weekend. Normally we can go out there and come home with not one fish, but this time we came home with plenty and we did lose a lot too. Normally we like to go out on the good tides and they were good tides that particular weekend, so we took the opportunity and went out. It was lovely. do a lot of lure fishing, but we occasionally do bait. My husband's not that fond of bait because he's got to get out and catch it. (laughs) (laughs) But this time it was mainly all lures. It was very low, like a lot of the places where we go through. There wasn't a lot of water there, but it was just absolutely beautiful green colour. They could just jump in, but, you know, not the best idea when you're full of crocs. Definitely somewhere you don't want to go for a swim. (laughs) There was heaps and heaps of bait. They were everywhere. The lovely little Popeye mullets that run away as soon as you step out of the boat. We boated a dozen barra and probably lost about a dozen barra. Oh, good sizes? Ranging probably, I think our smallest was 67 up to 80. Then we did lose some big fish. Some of them probably could have been up, you know, in the metre mark. Were they jumping? Yeah, absolutely. Hit our lures hard and jumped right out of the water and... Yep, goodbye lure. So, were they spitting the lure or they were just uh, snapping it on the Some snags? of them were snapping them and some of them were spitting the lures. Oh, Devo. We both like fishing. He'll probably say he's skipper and decky if you ask him. Barra, frothy. Barra, frothy. Barra, frothy. Tales from the Tinny. Unreal. Bless me, Tinny brothers, for my father, my grandfather and I have sinned a lot for a long time. We've had millions of our countrymen executed or interred in brutal gulags just because we can. We have spent billions on nuclear armaments while gorging ourselves on foie gras, truffles and single malt scotch as millions of our people died of famine. We have brutally repressed dissent and murdered any perceived pretender to our primacy. I had my own brother bumped off in KL Airport. That was great fun. I even blew my uncle to pieces with an anti-aircraft cannon and fed his remains to my dogs, which was absolutely hilarious. I still watch videos of that one. I must show you sometime. In fact, it's all been great fun. Why should I apologise or repent? 
I am the supreme leader. Bugger you tinny brothers and your crappy church. I'm off to with the mind of that stupid American orange comb-over idiot. See ya. I'm guessing that means uh, no slabs from Cranky Kim then, Brother Tim. It would seem so. Disappointing. Praise be the mullet. Tales from the Tinny. Quite surprising who you find turning up at confession, Tim. Yeah, look, we have been taking credit for bringing world peace this week, but it appears like the commitment to denuclearisation, perhaps Kim Jong-un not quite ready to turn over a new leaf. That's about it for the tinny this week. You are absolved, <laughs> all of you, particularly Jason Bettles and Alex. Alex with the sexy mama fish. I think from now on we can call Alex the sexy mama fisho. Or maybe even... Just sexy SM- mama. SMF. Warren DeWitt, of course. Carolyn DeMarco from the Vic. Eddie Timpson. You are a sinner. You are a sinner, Eddie. <laughs> James Bradshaw and Chaz Reinhardt from Overweeper. Bradley Dawes. Wade Kelly with that amazing croc vid. And Stewie Martin. Packy Andy, of course. Kane Carlsbeck, who we actually know, as does the entire world's ass crack face. Or ACF. Trent Crisp, the original confessor who kicked off the, uh, the whole idea. Uh, serial Strander. You can take a little bit of credit, Trent, for absolving fishos who walked into the Tales from the Tinny confessional this week. Uh, Gene Wilson, Anthony Vallis, Cameron Kidney Slides, Troy Worst, Thomas Motlop, Josh Rowe, Travis Betts and Jarrett Coe. Thanks for being part of the Tinny this week. And you, Kim Jong-un, you, most of all, need to get a mullet up here. <laughs> Tales from the Tinny.